morning. It's ten minutes past ten, and it's time to say hi for a Thursday to Steve Vines. Oh, well, good morning to you. Good. Well, I tell you what. Look and the a- listener. And the listener and his dog. Look around <laughs> town. There's all these people with flags and stuff. And uh, if you look like me and you, they'll conveniently have to f- fumble for their cigarette lighter <laughs> when you walk past. Yeah. But anyway, they're also um, handing out barrels, and a lot of the time, there's an instruction that says, "Please scrape here." Yes. Yes. There might be an election going on on Sunday. I think Sunday. there might be, yeah. I think that's, that's at the root of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, look what's happening in the run-up to this election. Let's just start with, 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 with um, something that occurred the other day, in fact, yesterday. This major police mobilisation, which they, by strange coincidence, had every TV camera that they could find present at, showing how during the election, you know, there could be rioting. Could it be a a, catastrophe? A a, a catastrophe. Even a catastrophe, which, you know, none of us want a catastrophe, do we? Absolutely. Thank you, listener. We don't want one of those. Yes. So, um, but, but, I mean, it's trying to provoke an atmosphere around these elections that simply doesn't exist. And if you're wondering about, you know, the veracity of all of this, remember that ahead of the visit of the Olympians, the Chinese Olympians, which mm-hmm. was, was last week, the, 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 the same thing, to, to try and portray Hong Kong as being in this state of sort of rioting violence, they did another series of exercises saying, you know, you know we're, ready, we're ready for any protests and violent actions against the Chinese Olympians. And, oh, that's right, absolutely nothing. Yeah, people loved it. Happened. This was the true spirit of the Olympics, I've got to say, because it's, it's what it's meant to be, you know, that whole discussion about politics. Well, they politics. tried to make they it... Came poli- along they came along and they had fun. They tried to make it political by doing it just ahead of the election, but we'll, we, all right, we'll pass over that. Well, we, because, yeah, absolutely, that's, that's a yes... You, because they would, wouldn't they? But it turns out it was it a nice day out. out. And it turns <laughs> out that, that, that they're, you know, despite trying to create an atmosphere of tension around it, it was completely unnecessary. Yeah. I don't believe that the polls will turn violent, but... You know, oh, unless if this they're made is, to. Unless they're made to. If this is the narrative that you want to portray about elections being inherently dodgy, violent events. Well, they are in some countries and, in the world, as you well, know. I'm and they just have talking been. about yeah. Hong Kong. Oh, no. I mean, it's true that we've had one candidate withdrawn in the Northwest New Territories who says he was threatened um, w- w- with violence. It is true. And there's many, many people who will testify to this that you go up in the New Territories and um, there are there are chaps wow, with wow, um, wow. dark glasses who who, who, who who you know have their own way of expressing themselves. Yeah. But the the thing which I think <laughs> has got everybody completely gobsmacked is what's been happening over at dear old Sing Pao. Now Sing Pao, as everybody knows, it, it's one of Hong Kong's oldest newspapers. It's probably I know nobody reads it, but hey, that's neither here nor there. But the fact of the matter is, it is probably the paper with the closest um, direct connections Mm -hmm. to, um, in fact, not only to the Chinese leadership, but particularly to the PLA over the years. Now we see, or we saw on Tuesday, a front-page commentary blasting... No, he didn't pay his bar bill, and that's what they're after him (laughs) for. exactly. But blasting C.Y. Leung, and incidentally the head of the liaison office in Western, Mm. for stoking up the, the, the independence movement, which they rightly point out was hardly heard of b- before C.Y. Leung's um, incumbency. 
hardly heard of at all. So they're saying, you know, why are they doing this? And the implication is that they're doing it because they're part of a hardline faction. And remember, the Communist Party is riven with factions. You know, we, we, we we're supposed to believe it's all one harmonious, unified mob. Well, yeah. Yeah, but the, the interesting fairies. thing is, you look at you look at famous sort of things in history where the rot really sets in when a big group starts turning on itself, yeah, like yeah. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. You know, it's or, when it starts eating itself or, from or the core the Chinese, outwards. Or the Chinese Communist Party, well, you know, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. So now we now we've suddenly discovered four days after, no, not even four days, two days after the publication of this, that the, the boss of Sing Tao, um, Gu Zhaoheng, is apparently a big league money launderer. Well, isn't that extraordinary? It's brilliant. Isn't that extraordinary? This has got everything, hasn't it? There's now going to be a worldwide hunt, apparently, for him. For some reason, he's disappeared. Now, in case anybody, including the listener, has the smallest of small memories, they'll remember that these pretexts for political purges are almost always on the mainland based on some sort of flimsy financial or accusation of fi- financial um, um, this and that. Dodginess. I mean, the booksellers, for example, they're not... Nobody, uh, as we all know, nobody was worried about the, the books that they were sold, but there was some... Yes, they were highly likely rubbish, but that suddenly didn't but, become but that the suddenly issue. Did. Apparently the big issue was whether the correct taxes were paid and whether they um, defied customs regulations. In other words, anything but the truth. So the mainland media publishes all of this and they just expect the people to believe it. Now, whether this is believed in the mainland, I don't know. But if you think a single person in Hong Kong for one moment, um, thinks that they're after Comrade Gu because of his uh, financial affairs, you would need to believe that the the man on the moon is still coloured blue and is about to, you know, descend here and read Sing Pao. Funny how they do this in different places, isn't it? I I can't... I always think back to Anwar Ibrahim. So let's get him for, you know, inappropriate... Sexual behaviour. ..with his driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it is the is way. Money. It is the way of it, because they don't want the political argument. They yeah. just don't want the political argument. I mean, Siwai Lung doesn't want the political argument with the localists and the independence people. All he wants to talk about is whether or not they've infringed the rules. Well, there's a big debate about this, and there will be some interesting court cases or judicial reviews at a very minimum to see whether it was in fact legal to stop certain people running in the elections because they had views that didn't accord with those of the chief executive. And it's very interesting the way everybody in the election process is being suborned. You've never heard of returning officers being asked to make political judgments on the platform of candidates before. You've never heard of the Electoral Affairs Commission suddenly, literally days before the nomination period um, closed, suddenly being asked to produce a new loyalty pledge form. You've never heard in the history of Hong Kong elections, civil service associations, particularly those of the disciplined services, advising their members who to vote for, because it is a tradition to uphold the the independence and the integrity of the civil service, not to get them involved in politics. And, I mean, it's been taken to just extraordinary levels. The Immigration Service, which incidentally is a disciplinary service, yesterday advised its members to vote for specific pro-Beijing candidates. I mean, honestly, none of this 
has happened before. Why is it happening? So Don't you think ask about yourself, it. why exactly? That's I mean, the, the answer's gone. Well, the answer is six, eight, nine. It's uh, C.Y. Lung, and it's and it's the 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 determination of the current administration to politicise everything. We need an anthropologist in here, or somebody like that, who will tell us very seriously that if you tell a child don't talk about a certain thing, don't don't talk about this, what, what can I talk about? Independence. Oh, what's that? Oh, let's talk about it. And it's... And it's much well, there, there most certainly is that. I mean, can you imagine what's going in? Schools, schools are back next week. Well, your average six-year-old is probably talking at, about at, Janet and John go to the market, yeah, not but independence. Now, but, but now they're thinking, oh, this this sounds interesting. It does, you I see. Think, I think we might have a little chat it's about It's like, Daddy, where, where do I come from? I would ask your mum. Yes. <laughs> Which, you know what I'm saying? It's just even adults when somebody says, "Oh, I've got to tell you." Could could you explain that to me? But I can't, <laughs> afterwards, oh, I but just I can't do tell you. I can't that. tell you. And then you go, "Well, come on, tell me." I promise I won't tell anybody. And yeah. off it goes. Yeah. This 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 whole thing about don't do this. You know, it's not just kids. Well, there, let's there, be honest. There is, is that, but I'm just saying. I have never seen, and I have observed a few elections in Hong Kong, I have never seen the administration behave quite so disgracefully. Is this, is this you know, in for a penny, in for a pound well, I, methodology? I think, I, think, I think the fact of the matter is that um, the only way that CY Leung is going to get the, the um, what's the word, the blessing of Beijing for his second term is if he can present himself as the only man in Hong Kong who can stand up to rioting and turbulence and all the rest of it, the only person who's really got the guts to do it. This is how he's portraying himself to his bosses. Well, And they may well buy it. Even after that front page? Well, we don't know where that... I mean, that's just weird where did that come but from but that is a desperate measure i mean i said in my notes this morning is he having a last hurrah before clearing off the chairman that that's not beyond the realms of possibility it, defector mentality well i think you know that there is a sense of enormous frustration in in, in in the pro beijing camp is that so at being well i don't even have to speculate on this on being saddled with having to defend CY Learn. You see it in these debates that RTHK and others have been hosting, where the pro-government candidates will cross any road they can find not to talk about their personal support for CY Learn. When directly asked the question, they suddenly remember a pressing answer about, doing her hair you know, about <laughs> bad hair and the, the need for more teacups in... in, in but this is in, what I'm on about, things in imploding. Well... I think, you know, when you're so... When the pro-government parties, I put that in inverted commas, have problems supporting the head of government, it is a bit of an issue, mm. just saying. All right, then. I just got a little email here from Nancy who says, very simply, Hong Kong is over. That's all she yeah, says. Well, no, but so people sure. are allowed to think people, this. People, right, she's certainly allowed to think it. I don't personally share that. But, you, but, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Take it back to Brexit a few weeks ago. How could they possibly blah, blah, blah? And we've talked about this. A bloke with a shop, he, he, he can't get X, Y and Z sorted. Everybody has micro grievances. And it, gr and and it, and it grows them. into Brexit, which yeah. is a huge, great big flip the bird. But I don't think Hong Kong's over and I don't think Britain is over either. Even though these are massive, massive problems. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But over can mean all sorts of things. So I don't know what she meant, but she might be talking about integrity, uh, credibility, no. honesty. These are very big. These are very big issues. Morality. Yeah. However you define that, these are the things people are talking about. Everybody 
No, lots of people are saying corruption is rife again. Now, what, what do they mean by specifically corruption? Do they mean like it was in the bad old days here? Or are these the bad old days? Is a few policemen nicking in the Royal Hong Kong Police worse than what they're calling the red hand that's yeah, happening now? Exactly. I mean, it's all you, relative. You, you know, uh, and we're going to hear a lot more about this. I really think so, too. I really th- and, and, and also, so here we are, Thursday, three, uh, two more days before it all kicks in. The internet is rife with stories of b- people being squeezed, even now. Yeah. You know. And, and, you know, we'll see, and anybody who doesn't believe this really must be an idealist of a high sort. We'll see during this election old folk being bussed to the, uh, bussed to the polls with, with clutching little bits of paper telling them where they put their cross. We'll, we'll see them, by strange coincidence, being given lunch boxes because, you know, that's what you do. I mean, this is sort of petty election rigging, but it's unpleasant. See, and you... we shouldn't overlook it, because it has a stench about it. Oh, absolutely. But you and I know this. But you think the guys who are running these various democratic groups, and even, yes, the localist groups and whatever groups, gonna, their knowledge of that is going to be, like, exponentially more than detailed than ours, because they're Hong Kong belongers, yeah, you know. So, to... so the whistle will be blown at every step, I think. Yeah, yeah. You can't hide from the good old inter- interweb. Yeah. And so... As long as you, you have what passes for a free media here, which you do to a very high extent, you can't get away with suddenly saying that Mr Gu has, has overnight become a, 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 a wanted criminal when really everybody in Hong Kong knows this is a matter of politics. Mm. Pure and simple. He, he might have some nasty financial dealings. I don't know. But I bet you, if he had them, he had them last week. They didn't just occur yep, this week. Absolutely. But, you know, the interesting thing here is n- narrow all of this right down, 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 down to one sentence or something. It's going to be... They're not scared that the democratic presence is going to be healthy in Lejko. Petrified. I, I, I'm, I think headless and chickens are two words. On Radio 3, still in with Steve Vines. It's 20 minutes to 11. We, we got on the electronic mail. Electronic mail? I know. I don't know where it came from. Jolly good. I think it came on the typewriter. But shall I read it out? Go on then. Back chat this morning had a comment from CY Leung. Uh, a comment, sorry. That CY Leung was showing strength and a safe pair of hands over the independence kick in, the, <laughs> kick in order to get the nod for a second term. But he asked, why would he, or indeed anyone, want such a poison chalice? It's a thankless task. I'm neither for nor against him. He just has an awful job to do where anything good he has done is never commented, never commended, and for everything he has been deemed not to have done is criticised. Well, I think we've got an answer to that. He does it because there is a certain sort of person who likes doing it. Who does it. that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the politest way I can, I can explain it without getting into any other stuff. Well done, Steve. But maybe... Um, oh, just... hang on, hang on. Oh. Another email. Oh, not two in a week. Let me... Oh, my let me God. No, this is good. Good morning, Go Bowen. On. Good morning to Bowen. He says, hello, Phil and Steve. I'm loath to admit that Nancy, the lady who said Hong Kong is over, mm. may have a point, says Bowen. Mm. The social contract has in many ways been broken. <coughs> before 19... It's only short. Before 1997, the social contract was that the locals would remain daft while the Brits delivered on their side... While the Brits delivered on their side of the bargain of delivering good governance, clean governance and good measure of freedom. After the handover, the social contract is the implementation of one country, two system, as enshrined (coughs) in the joint declaration and the basic law. And we all know how that promise has, in brackets, not been kept to date. He says, how was that done? 
by turning perfectly well-defined terms like, among others, accountability of government and universal suffrage into completely different things. Cheers, and cheers to you, Bowen. Yeah, I mean, he's got a point. I, I, I'm just not so apocalyptic. I just think that, that you know, that, well, there's a, there, there's a, Dystopian. Di- there's a d- dynamic at work here, which is that um, uh, I, I agree with um, Bowen, incidentally, about the, the way things work. You Social know. contract, that's it cool. Was, it was indeed. I mean, I wouldn't use the word he used. I'd say that the assumption was that the populace would be compliant and the government would deliver the goods. Yeah. But anyway, things have moved on mm. and, you know... And now, I mean, my hope is entirely in one direction. It is you've got this very engaged younger generation, known to C.Y. Leung as the enemy, but known to everybody else as the younger generation. And I'm staggered by how involved so many young people are in social affairs, political affairs, whatever you want to call them. I think this is a very, very good thing. And, you know, I mean, I I know from perhaps my own youth that perhaps a lot of us were involved in other things which were far less constructive than this. Mm. So, you know, that's a very good thing. Hong Kong is far from broken, but, you know, a determined effort. You can break the best, you know, you can crush a Rolls Royce with with a heavy hammer if you really want to. Let me just chuck it in here. Nancy had, funnily enough, a Chinese surname. Now, it's when people who come from this town are saying, our town is finished. No, you, I, you kind I, of... look, I understand why people are depressed. I'm not, I'm not being flippant about that. There are many reasons for people to be worried and depressed. All I'm saying is I think it's repairable. But, hey, it, it may turn very nasty before that happens. We are going to move on, but if you've got any more comments, morningbrew at rthk.hk or indeed Facebook. Go on then. Yeah, let's move on to one of my favourite organisations, which we don't normally... Uh, talk about here it, it, it seems to go a bit more in the direction of money talk so i hope, I hope i'll be excused go on but anyway we're talking about the securities and futures commission whose job is flying to... chicken to tvb <laughs> yes uh, well... sfc <laughs> <laughs> oh that was cruel that's a freedom speech issue in case you were wondering um securities and futures commission whose job is supposed to be to ensure the integrity of the hong kong market to make sure that no nefarious stuff goes on and basically to be the independent regulator that's what it's it's remitted so what are they doing they they launched this enormous investigation into this fellow called andrew left dubious name if you ask me right left <laughs> what's that all about eh? yeah. uh, anyway andrew left who, who's a short seller in other words he gambles on the price of shares going down rather than up so he he wrote that's a, kosher right i mean i realize zero about it's, the business it's world completely kosher okay, i right. mean anybody's allowed to do that good but his offense was not that he short sold because that's allowed under the rules um but that he um wrote a very negative report about a company which, according to the SFC, was riddled with inaccuracies. Um, The sums involved, which he is alleged to have profited from his report, although they can't actually um, draw a strict connection between the influence of his report and the movement of the share price, Mm. but the sums involved are less than a million dollars. Now, they also went after Moody's for publishing negative research on the Hong Kong stock market. Now, actually... That's what Moody's do, isn't it? That's what... <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's what happens. In, in, in a market, in an open market, some people think a stock is good, some people think a stock is bad. Some people think the whole market is, you know, 
up there and in the brown stuff. Some people think the sun is shining very brightly. Mm. Hey, that's what people think. Now, why is the SFC, considering there is all forms of other market manipulation going on, considering that the volume of BS that occurs in much longer research projects is completely un unlooked at by them, you know, when it comes from a big company like Goldman or, you know, whoever, they, they go, oh, well, that must be all right then, you know, if they've said it, it's all right. When a little fella comes up and says it, oh, tut, tut, very bad, let's, let's launch an, a big investigation. Now, the net effect of this is it's had curiously little coverage in Hong Kong. But you look at the overseas papers, which are read by investors. The FT's had a very big article on this. The Wall Street Journal's had a very big article on this. Um, I've seen in Bloomberg commentary a lot of uh, mention of this. So international investors go and say, wait a minute, hang on, what's going on in Hong Kong? If you don't like stocks and you publish a commentary, are you going to be, you know, is the book going to be thrown at you? It's a very worrying development I'm not saying that this fellow left has the sun shining out of his rear end. It may well be that something else comes out of there. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, he's got a view. Everybody knows he's a short seller. There's no mystery about why he publicises that view. But these are a given thing. Mm. Now, in most markets, the regulator would say, well, this is none of our business, you know. What we're concerned with is, is much more substantial things in the market. And the SFC is notably concerning itself with this and notably not concerning itself with dodgy IPOs that are coming to the Hong Kong market, which involve hundreds of millions of dollars, not hundreds of thousands of dollars, which this does. So um, you, you do have to ask yourself, is this part of the crackdown on freedom of expression in Hong Kong? I don't know. Or is it just that the SFC are a bunch of useless... Um, <laughs> One play, day you're going to say pl that. Playing with your hands, people. <laughs> you have to be so careful. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, it's just another notch on the bedpost, it sounds like. The way you're telling the story. I, 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 I mean, I, I think the first, um, uh, the first <laughs> thing that really worried people was, was the attack on Moody's. Because, you know, I mean, Moody's, as you know is a, a rating agency, mm. and sometimes it gives ratings that, that people don't like. Gosh, who knew? Mm. Everybody likes a AAA rating and nobody likes a C rating. Well, mm. OK. And I'm not saying Moody's is God, but hey, they've got a job to do. If you don't like the rating they've given you, rather than say, oh, you're in breach of all these blah, blah, blahs, why don't you go out and give a good reason why their rating isn't any good? Mm -hmm. Because there are many occasions I can think of where Moody's ratings did, in my opinion, fall far short of um, intelligent argument. But, you know, if you've got an intelligent case, why not make it? And why on earth is the SFC involved? I just don't get it. You'd think that these blokes have got nothing else to do. They've got a very fancy office, incidentally, if you want to go there. Very nice. Mm. Harbour view, everything. I think every, <laughs> ev everything, lots of things that you talk about these days and other commentators, it's very easy to stick them all in the same pan, isn't it? It is. I mean, it, it is. I suppose we go back to the, the, that email from Nancy earlier, you know, is Hong Kong going down the plug hole? Well, unfortunately, most of the things you see are pointing in the wrong direction. Mm. That doesn't mean they'll always point in the wrong direction, but this is one of them. And this is not a small thing, because, you know, Hong Kong does 
very largely depend on its status as being an international financial centre. If you've got a regulator who takes the view that in an international financial centre you've got to be very, very careful what you say about the various financial instruments that are traded here, people are going to say, I'll tell you what, we'll go and park our tanks somewhere else because there ain't no point in being in the market where there is where people have to exercise such caution over what they say. The whole point about a transparent market is that as well as good information, there's bad information. I'm sorry, that's how it happens. It's life. Do you think a lot of the hoo-ha coming from north towards Hong Kong is because in many, many ways they actually think Hong Kong's pretty cool and wouldn't mind having a piece of the pie themselves? They would love to have a piece of the pie themselves, but, you know, it's... it's Instead like, of saying Hong Kong, bad child. It's like they, they, they want to have... They want to have babies without the agony of pregnancy, mm. and that can't be done, apparently. The, very often, the best way, the, the most telling way is when things hit people in the pocket. Now, the guys on Backchat were talking about some expatriate survey, expatriate survey, and is it going to become l- less uh, doable for expats from various countries to come here? Let's just say foreigners coming here in general. <clears throat> but if you want an international um, financial centre, the key is in the word international. Yeah. I'm afraid you've got to have those beastly foreigners. They're part of international. Yeah. 
Van Halen and Why Can't This Be Love. We actually do have some very important breaking news. Oh, and on a subject that I actually know something about for a change. Go on, Dogs. Woof. If you've, if you've read the newspapers, and if it's in the newspapers, Which as one? we know, it's true. It's in many. Okay. It's in many newspapers. Wizard and chips. Um, there is a whole... Um, in fact, lots of reports about this new Hungarian study which shows that dogs can understand individual words no. and they respond both to words and the tone in which they're uttered. Well, I, I hope this was a big, intensive programme because I could have effing told them that. <laughs> I've got three dogs and when I say the word walk, they, they all get up. Doing. Now, Now, that's not a coincidence. They get that word. They yeah. get other words as well. Is it the way you say stuff? Well, sometimes it's the way you say... I mean, what, they're, what, what they're saying <laughs> is that dogs like humans have two parts of the brain. One part registers the tone and the manner of, of, of saying things. The other registers the actual words themselves. Now, I'm not arguing that what, dogs have a full vocabulary, although, honestly, sometimes I feel you can have a much more interesting conversation with a dog than you can with the average, but never mind. That's right. Um, but the fact of the matter is, and this, I think, will come as no surprise to any dog owner that dogs have that cognitive ability. But, I, I mean, it, I, I saw... A, actually, I said it's in newspapers. It's in newspapers. It was on many um, television news shows yesterday. And I saw somebody earnestly explaining this, and I thought, blimey. Get we're, a dog. We're, we're in the <laughs> land of the effing obvious, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Dear me, Steve, I tell you what, how the mighty have fallen. But thanks for telling us about that. Woof! Yeah, how are you feeling, <laughs> Ruff? Right, Steve, you're going to be away for a couple of weeks. I will. So I will. we will carry on. Uh, he's going off to join that bloke on Acapulco Beach from the yes. newspaper. Yes, See you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>